Welcome back to the Teach for the Heart podcast, where we tackle teaching challenges from a biblical perspective. Why are we here? Because we don't believe that our spiritual walk and teaching profession should exist in two separate domains. Rather, the hope we have in Christ should change how we approach everything, not just at home, but at school as well. So join us as we explore both the spiritual and practical sides of key teaching challenges, integrating them together so we can succeed at teaching, glorify God, and make a lasting difference in our students' hearts and lives. This podcast is brought to you by the Herzog Foundation. However, the views and opinions expressed in this program are my own and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of the Herzog Foundation. I'm so glad to be back with you today and continuing our series on this little light of mine, Shining for Christ in the Classroom. And we're taking kind of as our theme for this series, which also matches the theme for our upcoming Rise Up Summit, John 1, 5. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Which, by the way, if you know that verse in context, you know that the light that's talking about is the light of Jesus. It's talked about how the word became flesh and dwelt among us. The light shines in the darkness. Um, But we are called to reflect Jesus, right? He is the ultimate source of light. And we are called to literally be his body, his hands, his feet, and to reflect the light of Christ to the world. And in particularly in this series, we're talking about in our classrooms and our schools. So let's review where we've been so far. Hopefully you've been joining us for this full series. If not, you might want to go back and pick up the beginning. In the first episode, we talked about the fuel. In other words, what we need in order to be able to shine. And we mentioned prayer is vital and also the perspective that we are serving God and that we are called to faithfulness, but the results are in his hands. Then last week, we talked about the foundation. We talked about how important it is to build and maintain our credibility as a teacher and how that really provides a foundation that gives us more opportunities to make a difference and to shine for Christ. Today, I want to talk about the foils. In other words, the things that distract us, foil us, um, and can keep us from shining or can dim our light. And when I, there are many, many things that can do this. But when I think about teaching, there's a few common ones that I wanted to address today. And that's particularly stress, overwhelm, and discouragement. If we are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, whether it's by the amount of work we have to do or situations that we're facing or difficult interactions or whatever it is, or if we're discouraged by our teaching situation or, you know, particular students or feeling like, you know, we're not connecting or what we're doing is not working, all of that can really wear us down. It can sap our joy and it can make it really, really difficult to shine the light and love of Christ in our classrooms. And so that's one of the reasons why we do take a fair amount of time on this podcast and in our resources at Teach for the Heart to address time management, to address how we think, to address discouragement, because this isn't just about, like, yes, it is about, you know, you feeling fulfilled and enjoying teaching, but it's not just about that. It is What is really, really important is what we're talking about today, that if we are discouraged, overwhelmed, stressed, 
that limits us in our ability to shine, our ability to make a difference. We are not reflecting Christ as well as we can when we're stressed, when we're overwhelmed, when we're really discouraged and frustrated. And so we want to talk about that today. Um, How can we address these foils that can so easily distract us, dim our light, and in some cases, keep us from shining. So we're going to, as is typical for our podcast, tackle this on two fronts. We're going to start with the spiritual aspect in our mindset, and then we're going to move on to some practical ideas. So first of all, let's start on the spiritual. I wrote down four questions to consider when you're feeling stressed, overwhelmed, frustrated, discouraged. Um, Here we go. Let's go through them one at a time. The first one, Am I aware of his presence? Okay. Now, for all these questions, you might, for this question in particular, you might recognize, am I aware that of God's presence? You might say, yeah, of course. I know God is with me. I know that. But we might know that in our head, but are we functionally believing that? Are we recognizing that? Are we aware of that reality? Are we letting that reality affect how we think and how we respond? And the truth is, it's so easy to know that God is with us, to know that he knows what's going on, but to not let that truth affect us at all. So we need to remind ourselves of God's presence. We need to remind ourselves that whatever this day holds— Whatever happened yesterday, whatever comes today or tomorrow, all of it has either been ordained by God or allowed by God, but none of it is out of his control. None of it is out of his hand. None of it he is unaware of, and none of it he doesn't care about. I think that's part of what we sometimes think. It's like, okay, we know God knows, but does he really care about this? Yes, He cares. Casting all your care on him for he cares for you, 1 Peter 5, 7. So we need to remind ourselves this. God knows. God cares. God's in control. And then reminding ourselves, I'm called to walk with him through this. He doesn't want me to just, you know, buck up and deal with it. He wants me to depend on him. The verse I just said, casting all our cares on him. Uh, I think I I say this verse over and over, but it's just so powerful. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds. These verses and so many more show us that God doesn't want us to buck up and deal with it on our own. He wants us to walk through it with him. And we can trust him. And All of this I'm saying right now, we have to tell this to ourselves over and over and over. And I don't know about you, but I will remind myself of these truths and be like, okay, the situation's good. And then a couple hours later, I'll be worried about it again. And I have to remind myself again. We have to remind ourselves over and over and over. Over time, it does start to sink down. Uh, But while we're in that part, we have to remind ourselves over and over. So the question, once again, are we aware of his presence? And this isn't a one-time answer. Yes, I'm aware. Moving on. No, this is something we need to continually ask ourselves when we're struggling. Am I aware of his presence? Am I keeping this in mind? Am I recognizing that God is with me. Because when we rec- when we really do stop and recognize that, the situation might not look any different, but the doubts and the fears and the and the frustration, they the stress, it really does melt away and we can say, "Okay, I can rest. I can have joy even 
even in the midst of this situation. So number one, are we aware of his presence? Number two, are we holding on too tightly? This is another thing that can really cause us stress and overwhelm and keep us from being able to rest. So this means, am I holding on too tightly to what I want the outcome to be? A lot of times um, when we're stressed, frustrated, discouraged, it's because we really want something to be a certain way, and it's not. I mean, this can apply to so many situations, both in and outside of teaching. But, you know, maybe it's, I really want this student's behavior to improve, or I really want a good observation, or I really want this interpersonal issue with my coworker to be resolved. Like, I really want this. This is really difficult. Um, And I'm praying and I'm struggling. And and what's causing a lot of the stress is my fear that this situation is not going to be resolved the way I want it to be, or frustration that it's not resolved yet, right? And we need to open our hands and not hold on to those things so so lightly. We need to surrender our plans and our desires to God and choose to trust him. We need to say, God, this is what I want to happen. And I pray for that. I love Jesus's pattern in the garden. Father, if it's your, if it be possible, take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours, right? As he's about to go to the cross. And the answer that God gave him was, no, I'm not taking this cup. But he answered Jesus' prayer because he prayed for the Father's will above all. And that's what we need. We need to, we can, we can and should tell God, God, this is what I would like to have happen. But this is an act of faith of recognizing this is what I want, but God is more wise. He is knows me better than I know myself. He knows what I need. And if he doesn't want to answer my prayer the way I'm asking, I can trust that that's better than what I want. Maybe not better in the way that I want, but better ultimately to make me more like Christ. He's doing something that I might not be aware of. And so that's so important that we open our hands and say, I'm not going to hold on to this so tightly. So number one, am I aware of his presence? Number two, am I holding on too tightly? Number three, what lies am I believing? And I bring this up specifically because I recently recorded a session for our upcoming Rise Up Summit with Crystal Kershaw from Fieldstone Counseling. And she talked about this and it was amazingly helpful. So I'm really recommending if you struggle at all with anxiety or overwhelm, um, stress, you are not going to want to miss Crystal Kershaw's session at the Rise Up Summit on overcoming anxiety. But I'm going to share one of the things she shared in that session was she talked about lies, that it's so easy. There are so many lies that we can believe. And I'm just going to read through a few of them. Um, God doesn't love me. It's all up to me. I have to do it myself. God is not good. I'm not smart enough. I have no purpose. No one else understands my pain. I deserve better. I screwed up too bad. I can't control my emotions. God has no plan for me. It's all about me. There's and there's a whole lot more she got she got to, and I don't have time to go into each one of these. There's so much to unpack in each one, and we don't have time to do that right now. But recognizing what am I believing, and in all of those, I think if if I told you, do you believe God doesn't love you? You'd probably say, oh no, I know God loves me, but once again, do I really believe that, or or am I questioning that in my hardest, you know, in my in my inner heart? Am I am I thinking that? 
um, am I not believing that? So, I'm, And I'm actually believing a lie even though I might say the right thing. And you can see how then all these things can create so many problems. We need to examine our thinking. And I'm just going to refer you to Crystal's session at the Rise Up Summit. The Rise Up Summit is free. You can sign up at riseupchristianeducators.com. Mark it on your calendar. Go to Crystal Kershaw's session and learn more about these lies because it is so incredibly helpful. So let's review so far four questions in tackling this on a spiritual front. Number one, are we aware of his presence? Number two, are we holding on too tightly? Number three, what lies might I be believing that are contributing to my stress and overwhelm and frustration? And then number four, are we regularly praying? I mean, we kind of ask ourselves this, right? I mean, it's not – I'm not asking do you have a prayer time each day, although that is certainly helpful. I'm asking are you regularly praying to God about your challenges? Are you bringing them to him on a regular basis? Um, maybe though, you know, the daily is is what you need, but you, you might need hourly. You might need moment by moment, right? Are we are we bringing our requests to him? Are we taking our fear and our stress to him over and over whenever it comes back up and are we leaving them at his feet? So that's something to ask. Am I praying when I'm stressed? Do I hold it all in or do I go to him and and lay it at his feet? One more thing I want to think about real quick with this before we move on to the practical side is it can be really easy to sometimes feel like a victim of our stress and our overwhelm and our anxiety. We can feel stuck and feel like we can't get out of it. And I do not want to oversimplify because I know too, and we're not talking about that here, there's sometimes physical reasons for anxiety and stress. But I don't think being in a victim mindset is very rarely helpful. And I don't think it's what God calls us to do. So if you're feeling stuck, if you feel like, I'm trying to think exactly what I'm trying to say here. I know that sometimes for myself, there's been situations where I recognized, okay, I'm feeling this way and I can recognize why. And I recognize that I don't want to be like that, but I feel like what I, I just feel stuck in this feeling, okay? And we need to recognize that Christ in us is powerful. And sometimes, not all of them, I don't want to make too big of a broad generalizations, but sometimes it's a spiritual battle and we need to fight that spiritual battle. Ephesians 6.12 says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against rulers, against authorities, against the hosts of spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. I'm paraphrasing slightly. Um, we are in a battle not against you know people, flesh and blood. It's against this forces of evil. It is a battle happening in our hearts and for our minds. And sometimes I think we shrink back in this victim mentality of like, oh, this is so hard. Like I, uh, I can't do anything. And sometimes, sometimes we need to stand up and fight. We need to fight the spiritual battle. And to do that, we need the spiritual weapons, right? Um, you know, what, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rules, the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness. So take up the whole armor of God so that you can stand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So stand, having our loins girt about with truth, having the breastplate of righteousness, our feet ready with the gospel of peace, taking the shield of faith, trust, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We need to use scripture, remind ourselves of scripture, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. So that's my encouragement to you. Um, maybe what some of you needed to hear that. I know I needed to hear that recently. Sometimes we need to say, okay, I got to stand and fight. I got to fight this battle against this stress, this anxiety, this overwhelm, and know that God is with me. And one last thought before we move on to the practical side. If you say, okay, Linda, wow, this is a lot. 
I, I, this is helpful, but I feel like I need help working through some of this. Maybe some of those lies resonated with you and said, man, I am believing that, but I don't, I don't know how to get out of this. Sometimes the way we fight, you know, God did not call us to fight this Christian battle on our own. This Christian life was not meant to be lived on our own. We're meant to do it in community and we're meant to help each other. So if I encourage you to reach out to people in your life, um, but if you feel like biblical counseling might be helpful for you and you don't know where to go for that, I want to recommend an organization called Fieldstone Counseling that we support here at Teach for the Heart and that I know a lot of the people very personally and I highly recommend them. Um, and actually, Crystal Kershaw, who's doing the session on overcoming anxiety, um, is part of Fieldstone Counseling. So if you are looking for uh, help, you go to fieldstonecounseling.org. Um, they do offer in-person counseling in the northeastern Ohio area, but they also offer remote counseling across the country and I think even around the globe. So fieldstonecounseling.org. We're taking a quick break to share a bit about our partner, the Herzog Foundation. The Herzog Foundation supports Christian schools in a variety of ways, but one way I highly recommend is their leadership trainings. They offer free in-person trainings to school leaders on a variety of important topics like donor development, marketing and enrollment, strategic planning, culture building, and more. Not only are the trainings free, but lodging and meals are also covered by the Herzog Foundation. So that means your school's only cost is airfare to get to the event. My friend Nancy is a school leader at the the school my kids attend, and she participated in one of these events last spring and told me it was absolutely amazing. So if you're at a Christian school, I highly recommend checking these out and recommending them to your school admins. You can find info by going to HerzogFoundation.com and clicking the events tag at the top of the page. That's HerzogFoundation.com and click the events tab. Now back to our conversation. So we've talked a lot about the spiritual aspect of overcoming stress, anxiety, overwhelm, discouragement, these foils that keep us from shining. And I hope you're seeing how, man, if I can overcome these, right, if I can fight back that spiritual battle, um, that will really, God, I will be filled with more peace and joy and I will be better able to shine, right? When we are so depleted, it's hard to shine. It's hard to pour into someone else when your cup is empty. You've heard that. And and this is one of the ways that we refill it. We don't refill it with you know, bubble baths, we refill it with Christ. So let's move on, though, to the practical side. So we're tackling this on two fronts, the spiritual we've covered. Now we're going to talk about the practical side. So I have just a few different things written down. I'm going to try to cover this quickly because we're already getting um, a little bit into this time limit that we have. So here it is. First question, are we trying to do too much? Um, This is more on the practical side of if you're feeling overwhelmed by your to-do list. Are you trying to do too much? Often we try to pack too much in our day, more than fits, and it's really like an overflowing suitcase. I mean, imagine you're going to the airport and your suitcase is overflowing. There's more that can fit in it, and you just stuff it in or you you just kind of grab it and run through the airport, and it's literally like unzipped and overflowing. It's not going to work, right? But we do that sometimes with our day. We say, I can cram in here more than will fit, and we run throughout our day and stuff's falling out, and we're losing things, and we're forgetting things because we're just – we're not being realistic with this is the amount of time I have. This is what I can do in it. We are trying to jam-pack in way too much. It doesn't work. It causes a ton of stress. And so we need to be realistic. We need to identify what matters most, make sure that that gets done, and then reduce or eliminate the less important things. And by the way, I'm not telling you don't do a good job teaching. I feel like there's there's another danger on the opposite side of this where it's, okay, I only have so much time, so I'm just going to work until I'm out of time. And then, well, 
Oh, well, you know, that's all I can do. That's not what I'm saying either. I'm saying that we can't just, you know, be like, oh, I'm out of time. It's okay that I do a bad job. What we have to do is recognize what really matters to do a good job teaching. Prioritize that and make sure it gets done. And then there's always a lot of the little things that aren't as important. That's what we can let go of. So I guess what I'm saying is this is this is not something I can go into a whole detail. We did a whole series on this earlier in the year, and I'm going to give you a few resources in a minute. But just something to consider. Am I trying to pack more into my day than it's possible? If so, I'm going to recommend to you a few things because we are called to work hard, but we have to do the right things or we're going to burn out and we're and then we're we're not going to be shining, right? So a few resources that I'm going to recommend to help with you. First of all, once again, I'm going to recommend the Rise Up Summit at riseupchristianeducators.com. Um, I'm doing a training there on ways to um, cut down your to-do list and not feel so overwhelmed. And we're going to co- specifically cover some of the ways to do this. We also have a free training that's available all the time that you can get on this that training is available at teachfortheheart.com slash save time. That's teachfortheheart.com slash save time. The training is called Five Time-Saving Practices to Stop Feeling Overwhelmed. And we talk about how to do this, how to um, recognize, okay, what is important? What do I need to let go of? And we can definitely get you help with that. And then, of course, our step-by-step help is available with mentor support in our program called Reclaim Your Time. So if you want to find out more about that, you can head to the homepage of our website at teachfortheheart.com. All right, so first question under the practical, are we trying to do too much um, more than we have time for? Question number two, am I demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit? We talked about this some in our last episode, how only the Spirit can produce his fruit in our lives. But we need to consider what the fruit is because it can help us identify where we're responding incorrectly and it can point us to how we should respond in stressful or discouraging situations okay so this can help us know what is a right response how often do we go i don't know what to do i don't know how we should respond to this well when when you're asking that say well what is the fruit of the spirit let's go over them love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness, self-control. Okay, with those in mind, how should I respond? So a few examples. If I'm stressing out about getting my lesson plans done, I am missing peace. I need to trust God and rest that I will get it done what I need to and he'll help me if I don't, right? Number two, um, what if I'm frustrated with a coworker who hasn't finished their part of the project? Well, I might recognize that I'm missing patience. I need to be patient with them and kind. What if I'm losing my cool with my class because their behavior is driving me nuts? I might recognize that I'm missing self-control and kindness. I need to pray for help and seek to respond with with self-control and kindly. So considering, am I demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit can be really helpful. And then a final question under the practical, am I taking time to rest and recharge? The reality is that we need time away from work. We also need refreshment in these off times. So sometimes what we do is we say, okay, I'm off, so I'm going to cram it with housework or I'm going to cram it with entertainment. I'm going to hop on my phone. I'm going to watch stuff. And that's not wrong to watch things. That can be helpful. You know, that, that can be beneficial and then have time to relax. But we need to recognize, is this actually filling me up? We need time to actually rest, give our mind rest. We need some time away from a screen. So consider all the things I'm doing in my off time actually restful. And maybe that's something to consider. 
We most certainly need, as part of our rest, time spent with God, time in prayer, time in the word. And if we start viewing that as part of our rest, that might that might help a little bit. So, you know, it's just something to consider. Are there times of rest in your life? Are you having patterns of work and rest, whether it's a Sabbath day or whether there's times in the week or times in the day when you actually rest? If not, that might be something to consider and start incorporating. So a few practical ideas here. One, I've talked about this before, plan your work in your off hours before the week starts. Sit down and say, this is when I'm going to work. This is when I'm not. It really helps create boundaries. Another idea is to plan rest or Sabbath time each week. This works really well if it's the same time each week, whether it's a day or a few hours, like whatever it is, then it's part of your pattern. But um, it doesn't have to be if, you're, if your schedule's not so, you know, fixed. And it works, but I will say, so it works best if it's the same time each week. It works even better if your whole family's on board. If you try to do it yourself, it can be tricky. But if you're like, as a family, we're all going to take this time as a time of rest, um, spend time together, relax, not do work, that can be really helpful. And another suggestion, uh, you might declare some no screen times. Um, there's some recommendations of an hour a day. Or a day a week, you know, is there a day a week where it's like we're not going to be on screens or or an hour of the day, you know, from seven to eight, I'm being off, we're going to be off screens, we're just going to spend time as a family, or I'm just going to, I'm just going to put my phone away for those, for that hour each night, that can be really, really refreshing. So something to think about. And another summit session I'm going to recommend in relationship to this, um, we're having a wonderful summit session on how to incorporate rest and how to view Sabbath keeping as a gift of God. Um, so once again, you can sign up for the Rise Up Summit um, at riseupchristianeducators.com. It's completely free. And if any of these sessions are piquing your interest, you can sign up and just watch that session or you can watch as many as you'd like for free over the weekend. So speaking of the summit, I already mentioned quite a few of these sessions, but a few other that you might not want to miss. Um, Casey Bell is going to be sharing with us how to rise above a toxic work environment. So if you do find yourself in a really difficult work environment, you're not going to want to miss that one. And we also have a wonderful session, more of a workshop style on beating teacher burnout. Um, so check out all the sessions and sign up at riseupchristianeducators.com. Final thought today is I want to remind you of our perspective. Remember we talked in week one, our fuel is the fact that we are working for God. It's not about people and we're simply called to faithfulness, right? So remember that we're on mission with him. He is with us. He, We don't have to worry. Um, and he has called us. He is going to enable us. So depend on him and rely on him. Let's take a moment and go to him in prayer. Father, we do thank you that you are always with us, and we thank you that you give us so many tools in your word um, to address our stress and our overwhelm and our frustration. And we thank that you that ultimately the answer is found in you, in resting in you. Teacher, take a moment and share with God any frustrations or fears or struggles that you're dealing with right now. God to work in whatever situation you're doing, but take a moment to talk to God and choose to give those burdens to him, trusting in him and surrendering the results to him. Father, 
finally ask God to give you his peace and to fill you with joy and peace in believing and hope in him. Father, we thank you that you are our hope, our joy, our peace, and we ask for all of those to fill each and every teacher and believer that's listening right now. Father, we thank you that you are with us. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope this has been helpful for you today as you consider how we can shine for Christ and look for how we can get rid of some of these foils or at least minimize these foils that can so easily distract us. Once again, I want to invite you to the Rise Up Summit. You can get all the details and sign up for free at riseupchristianeducators.com. And then all of the notes, all the links that I mentioned in this episode can be found at teachfortheheart.com slash shine, teachfortheheart.com slash shine. That's also a great URL to share with a fellow teacher if you been enjoying this series and found it helpful, you can share that URL with them so they can join us in this series. Well, once again, this podcast is brought to you by the Herzog Foundation, and I can't wait to join you again next week where we're going to talk about the fulcrum. In other words, the thing that can really catalyze our ability to shine, and that is building relationships with our students. In the meantime, teacher, remember, God is at work in you and through you, and he's using you to make a difference. Keep your eyes on him and teach for the heart.